Coming up on TMS, skid marks the spot. I was looking for tractors and saw someone getting plowed. Smell my sardine fingers. Scott does math. Red Robins in cardinal directions. No offense to any Jeffs. Racist, but good racist. Mickey Mouse is not a Smurf. Don't trust Jeff's Bulgarian restaurant. Mama fried. There's a machete in the other wall. A gangly weirdo. Do you want to be after Kanye? Bill and the circle of props. (laughs) Boring Uber drivers and earning one star reviews with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. You will become limp and loose as if you were made from a handful of loose rubber bands. (laughs) So, who here would like to be hypnotized? Put your hand up. Great. Um, how about you, pretty lady? Sleep way down. I want you at home and all of you here in our studio audience to say the words, I am a hypnotist. Say it again, louder this time. I am a hypnotist. Until we do meet again, remember to celebrate life. A sardine is a little fish that smells like a finger. The Morning Stream is part of a nutritious breakfast kids have grown to love. They're pretty good, I guess. Yeah, they're okay. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's uh, The Morning Stream for Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Brian Ibbett. Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, do you see any of that Met that Met Gala? Gala? I thing? didn't. I haven't even seen, like, oh, Blake Lively wowed people with her amazing whatever. Yeah. Did not see. I didn't look at a single piece of news from that last night. And I'm, I'm usually really curious about... I don't really care what they wear. I care about like what uh, defying the laws of physics, comfort, and um, being able to only have to take up one chair at the Met Gala mm. or gala. Gala, <laughs> gala, gala. gala. gala, Gala. Gala, Gala. Gala, Gala. I don't know. Uh, I always say Gala, but I don't know. I hate the word. It's a terrible word. Gala, Gala. It's bad either way. Gala, Galaga. The Met Galaga. The Met Galaga. Uh, oh, that would be a place I would go. <laughs> That'd oh man, cool. that one just—it's a cartoon that draws itself, isn't it? I know. It? I may as well not even worry about it. It'll just be drawn by the time I look at my iPad. But um, uh, yeah, so that thing happened, and uh, I just—all I would say is, Hollywood—they're weird about their cosplay. That's all I'll say. <laughs> they are, yes. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. We're really like strange. Like, well, it's always a little weird, right? It's the whole point—is yeah. it's meant to be? But whatever. Uh, that uh, the what's her name though? You just mentioned her. Uh, what's her name? Blake Lively. Blake Lively. She was kind of cool. She had so the theme was supposed to be Americana or something. Okay. And she had this dress that was colored. If you, she twisted one way, it was the color of the Statue of Liberty when it was new, which is oh, more, really? kind of okay, that weird like the... peach uh, mauve color. Yeah, yeah. And then when she swirled the other direction, it turned the green that it is today. <laughs> and it had like patterns of like street New York streets and stuff on her. It was actually pretty cool. So I will give her oh Gilded Age. That's what it was. Gilded Age thing. Gilded Age. Okay. Oh, I'll give her a props. Eilish. Yeah, oh, she, now I see. Yeah, I totally see uh Blake Steele. Oh, that looks really good. She looks great. Yeah, it was all right. And I then swear, they, her and Ryan Reynolds are the freaking king and queen of the prom. I mean, are. should should any of us make babies anymore? Should we just let them do it? Yeah, but they walk in and then right behind them. Is one of them them there Kardashians and Pete Davidson looking like I read, a freak show? And even Pete Davidson, like, is it a tux? Yeah. Right, well, but he, but a, look at him. He's a gangly weirdo. I am telling you something. He's signed a deal with the uh, the devil on a different planet <laughs> because 
that guy is as dorky as me and you. He's just yeah. a dork. Yeah. Yeah. And, but look at look at Mr. Hollywood Man. He's in all these right. movies with and what, whatnot. Kate Beckinsale with Ariana Grande. Who else wasn't he with somebody else too? That was like, uh, yeah, who I can't it? remember who else remember. he was with. But uh, I don't know. He's. How would you want to be? Would you really want to be after Kanye West? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't mean in a sexual way. I mean like, like just, maybe not right after. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean like in a. In a pop culture sort of way, it just feels dangerous. I don't know why. It just seems like you're going to get you know, so much. Everybody's, heat. I mean, well, I guess not. This doesn't always apply, but everybody's after somebody. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, wait, Alessandro, Michelle, and Jared Leto. Oh yeah, they dress the same, uh, like identically. Okay, interesting. Yeah, for who knows why. And then there was another. There was another guy that everyone thought was Jared Leto, uh, who was dressed as a basically a broken slinky. Is what it looked like. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Like that. Did, he was able to go down the Met Gala stairs, but was he able to go up? No, he couldn't go up. Not even alone or in pairs. No, but in the right hand, you could really do some wicked uh, juggly stuff with him. He was pretty cool. <laughs> Wow, uh, how beautiful is Tessa Thompson? Freaking Val- Valkyrie and uh, Water or not Westworld and uh, you sound like the red carpet guy. You should do you should do the coverage on. Should the I should I do that? Yeah. yeah. How uh, beautiful be, is Tessa how Thompson? Beautiful. <laughs> Just look at that dress, you guys. Look at before <laughs> we go to commercial. Stairs is uh, Jared, how freaking handsome is Jared Leto? Everybody. <laughs> Look, it's two more people I don't recognize. Are you guys? Are you a? Are you a Schwarzenegger or a Baldwin? I yeah. don't even know. The word is so. Uh, people. Oh, who, there's the broken slinky, Frederick Robertson. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone thought it was Jared Leto for like the longest time, and then there was all these. Yeah, he looks like uh, designs I used to make on my Spirograph. Yeah, yeah. He lo- <laughs> he definitely looks like that. There was one guy that looked like a light bright. There was another guy that looked like a. <laughs> the other guy looked like he just like fumbled through his mom's old like Hollywood clothes, you know, like up in the attic, mom, can I go through this box? Sure. Whatever. And then wore that. That's what it, that's what that felt like. <laughs> it's fine. But there were some people online that were so fiercely into this. I, mm. I witnessed an argument about which was better this year and whatever this year was and 2018, which I guess oh, really, is considered was, like was the that bomb. considered to be the best year. Yeah. So I well, don't know I mean, why. Scott, you know, it makes sense because it's not like anything else happened yesterday that could cause arguments or or no. uh, discussion or controversy. No, or, not at uh, all. Not no no bad faith that- arguments. No no um, <laughs> nothing. You know, it's as if it's as if it's yeah. a quiet little uh, you know internet town. Yeah, right yeah now. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, nothing happening on this internet. Yeah, nothing going on. Uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna have a good show today. I'm very excited. Yes, we are. I would like to start things, though, by registering a complaint. We went to the zoo the other day, as you know. Yes. And the zoo is lovely, you know, like zoos are. They're fine. Zoos sure, are fine. they're fine. Yes. There's nothing, you know, crazy at the zoo. But Getting a chance to get up close with, your, with our animal friends. Yep. And we had a listener I barely missed. He sent a picture of where we were just standing after we left there. <laughs> he sent several pictures of our backs. Yeah, of our backs. <laughs> and then somehow inside the car, which, you know, the trunk, the interior of my trunk. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I forgot his name, but whoever that was, I, I'm sad I didn't get to meet you. But anyway, we were at the zoo having a great time. The boys having a blast. That's the reason we went. Uh, also because it was Carter's birthday and she wanted to go to the zoo for her birthday, even though she's you know, sure. freaking 25, quarter of a century old. So she's still into these things. 
And uh, so we did that. And then we're like, all right, afterwards, Carter, you get to pick where we're going to go to to lunch. And she says, I want to go to Red Robin. And right. the reason she wanted to is because Taylor was craving Red Robin and Taylor is pregnant. And T- Carter wanted to do what Taylor wanted. It was a very nice sure. sister sisterly yeah, thing. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. And plus, you know, Red Robin's fine, whatever. Yeah. So we go to Red Robin. We find this one. Uh, been there before. No big deal. Pull up, park, get out to the thing, get up to the front. There are going to be a total of eight of us. Uh, so it's Nick, his girlfriend, B. Me, Kim, Carter, Taylor, Dylan, and Van. And so Van made nine, I guess. Wait, is that the right math? If I got that right? Hold on. Who am I missing? That's not nine. That's six. Hold on. (laughs) This is going to bug me. All right. How many couples? You and Kim. Me and Kim. Taylor and Dylan. Taylor and Dylan. Nick and B. Carter, Van. Okay, it's eight. That's close. It's eight of them. Wait, eight? (laughs) No, it had to be an odd number. No, 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 because no, Van and Carter and anyway, it's eight. Do you anyway. need the high chair? <laughs> <laughs> I need the high chair right now. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we go into there. We go to the front thing, and the guy says, "Hi, how many?" Just like they always ask. Sure. Yeah. And we said, uh, "Why do eight. they always ask that?" <laughs> we go eight, and he goes, "Sorry," and I was like, "Sorry, what?" And he goes, "Sorry, but we can't." do groups any larger than four right now and oh, we're like okay. oh what's the matter and he goes we're short staffed today and uh it's only in, at four o'clock which is like f- you know five hours from then four o'clock we'll we'll have more here and then we'll be able to do more than eight or more than gotcha. four and i said well there's eight of us what if we came in separately as two groups of four mm-hmm Oh, I really hate to tell you this, but it's because I, you know, he's basically knew that we had eight and wasn't going to let this happen, even though. But even, I mean, but he couldn't put you in two tables of four. That's the part that I'm irritated about. Like, I, I can't understand yeah. why they couldn't have done that. Like, what? I okay, I want to show some empathy here. I know that there's a labor shortage. I know this is super first world problem. Look, I, I understand it's not it's not that massive of a deal, but. You're. I don't know why a place is even open if you don't have the people in there. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just right. weird. Well, you know that that's a that I can understand. Like not having enough servers. You know, even if you go in there and you say, "Oh, there's tons of tables available." Yeah, but there's probably not enough servers to 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 uh, fit all those tables. Or to yeah, and there were a ton of tables, like tons of them. So that yeah. made that made me yeah. think it was like him and another dude or something. Yeah, it might be. Might be. So um, so we didn't. You know, we weren't rude or anything. But I was just annoyed because I was like, well, I, you know, if we came in with four of us, it would have been fine. Oh, and then I'm sorry. The group that came after us had five. They got yeah. a table. Nope. Oh, no way, really? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they, they oh, waltzed in after. And I, and I felt like turning to them going, good luck. They're only taking four and under. <laughs> and then they took them. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, my complaint. It's not a big deal. We I, ended I up still going don't to, understand why they couldn't have taken you as two separate groups of four. It I seems don't know. silly. Don't know. He seemed yeah. like majorly relieved that we didn't a pitch a fit and three and two left B left like the yeah. fact that we took off it just seemed like he was relieved like oh phew, I don't have to deal with eight more people or something so he right. was clearly having a bad day I don't want to you know make assumptions I'm mostly talking about those people who I, I'm talking about the franchise because this is now the second time I've been to a Red Robin where there was something weird going on the last yeah. time I was in there meeting with a couple that wanted me to 
perform their wedding mm-hmm. back in 2017, 2018, whatever it was. And I think I told you this story in the air, but they just left us. They never came and got an order. And when we finally said, hey, what's got up? Oh, 14 people revolted today and uh, left in protest. And <laughs> We had a, a mass uh, mass robin exodus. Yeah, it was a bummer. The robins have left the nest. Yeah, so I don't know what's uh, going but it's on. But is it that particular store, that particular location? No, different location even. Different location. Yeah, wow. right? Yeah, we we yeah. Uh, have two red robins that are almost equidistant from us. Mm-hmm. Um, almost three, like... All in different, you know, cardinal directions. Yeah. And uh, depending on where we're going, we'll pick one of those. But all three of them have been really, really good to us. Now, um, you know, there's other restaurants that I'm trying, I'm struggling right now to come up with them that that we've gone to in the same area that are like horrendous. I mean, it is a it is a crapshoot. And sometimes you pick them on a good day. Sometimes you pick them on a bad day. But it sounds like you've been picking bad Red picking Robins bad, on bad, bad days. Bad days, yeah. Plus, I yeah. guess it's not a... You never see... It's always a chain. I never have these problems when it's not a chain. I mean, I know not a, no one's perfect. But it seems like little mom and pop places just don't have this problem. And now, yeah. okay, here's yeah. a racist side of Scott. You guys ready for this? This is, a, this is a racist thing I do. Even though I don't think it's bad racist. But it's I think it's still, you know... It's still a little racist. I'm about to tell you a weird thing. Okay, here we go. Okay, all right. Okay, oh, geez. When I walk into a restaurant that is run by, like, I like this pho and banh mi place up the street. Sure. And it's run by an entirely family-owned uh, Vietnamese family. Mm-hmm. And they're not, you know, not super English speakers or any of that, a lot of broken English, that sort of thing. The minute I walk in there and see that they're all from Vietnam hear all their accents, hear the broken English, I immediately feel like I'm in the best possible hands at that place. Because mm-hmm. I know, and it's hard to explain, I just really like the work ethic and the, I know how hard they're working and I know how much they want to please everybody and I know how much they want to do a good job. It's, it's totally me going, oh, an Asian-owned restaurant with a bunch of Asians, sweet, we're, we're good, everybody. I know that's that's a little weird. <laughs> Right? No, but but all right. So I, I don't think it's it's uh you're basing it just solely on where they come from, but also the fact that you you know, it's family owned, right? This is their livelihood. You know they're gonna do as good a job they can because they you know, it's not like uh uh oh well, you know, if if this person fails, we'll just fire them and bring in another family member. It's probably <laughs> you know, yeah. this is their family. This is like uh you know, paying their their keeping their lights on, paying their bills, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, and someone in the chat says, "Is it culture or race?" It's probably more culture. Like even, but even this. Okay, this happened yeah. in Vegas. The first day I, I got there and met you at the yeah. World's whatever it was called. What's the name of the new one? Oh, uh, Resorts World. Resorts yeah. World. Oh, that place. God, what a great concept. Oh, it's awesome. I just never I mean, remember the name know, of it. Food court is uh, whatever. It, it's food court's obviously not a new concept, but this place had like twenty restaurants, mm-hmm. all with different specialties. But you walked up to one order screen, one like tablet touch screen thing, yeah. placed your order for all of them, yep. and then you'd get a little text on your phone saying, hey, your uh, uh, your brisket fried rice, I can't remember, we didn't have that, but your this is ready. Oh, now the clay pot, your, uh, what was the clay pot clay thing Clay pot rice. Yeah. Oh, that place was, that was fantastic. It and was. then the, uh, the bao buns, the pork belly bao. Yeah, all of that was really good. But what I loved yeah. about it was, like the lady that Kim bought the ice cream thing from. 
<laughs> yes. I'd trust her with my life. Why? Because <laughs> she's this nice little Asian lady who just is so nice. Like, I can't explain yeah. it. I don't know why I feel that way. But when I walk into it's a place business, that's business like, ethic, yeah, but if I, if I walk into a place that's like, welcome to our Bulgarian whatever, but it's just like a guy named Jeff, you know, <laughs> I don't trust that as much. <laughs> so anyway. No, yeah. no offense to any Jeffs. I'm just saying, or, or Bulgarians. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, it it almost is more of a like you can tell right from the get go if this is somebody's job for today. Like you know, they, they you walk in, it's like, hey, welcome to Red Robin. Uh, mm-hmm. How many? You yeah. know, like yeah. like could care less if you went to a family owned Red Robin, right? That got mm-hmm. the franchise, and it's like, oh yeah, we've got you know cousin bill working the the grill and we've got so-and-so and i'm you know mom and i'm gonna be seating you guys you'd say oh you know what i feel like i'm gonna be taken care of at this red robin yeah same thing happens at our local we have a very close to us uh chick-fil-a and this place is family you know it's a family owned franchise of the chick-fil-a you know chain but it's different there because these people go all out they're so into it they hire gay people by the way, <laughs> so they go contrary to whatever everyone thinks of the founder, but they got like, you know, LGBTQ plus people all over that place. And it's great. And they're all super nice. And it's like a cut above. And there's a reason why their cars 400 miles stacked to get into there. Part of it is because it's just freaking Chick-fil-A and everyone craves their chicken fortnightly. But it's also because they're so nice to work with. So yeah, I guess what yeah. I'm saying is you can tell when people have passion for what they're doing. And you can tell yes. when it's a guy getting paid too little to do what he's doing and doesn't right. really like being there. And or or just, you know, feels like, uh, you know, if I leave here, I could get a job somewhere else like that. So yeah. what do I care? And uh, we, all, we all raise uh, smart kids that don't feel that way that like say, no, you know, when I'm committed to a job, I do that job. And sure. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so anyway, that's that's my complaint. Do with it what you will. Uh, Red Robin, get your poop together. Let's move on to this email from Bronco. We haven't heard from Jeff Sire in a while, so no, we're going to read it no, now. No, we haven't. How's he doing? He seems fine. Here's what he says in this email he sent to us at themorningstream at gmail.com. <clears throat> Brian and Scott, your discussion of animal mares. Remember we talked about the, the mayor mm-hmm. that got mayors. voted in? Yeah. Uh, made me think of something you guys may find amusing. Tommy Douglas is considered the father of Canadian socialized medicine. He was the premier of Saskatchewan and introduced uh, it there in 1962. He had to overcome the resistance of the socialist boogeyman. I also think uh, I need to elaborate on what socialist boogeyman is considered. Uh, You guys are because you guys are American. To demonstrate his point, he repeatedly told the Mouseland story. (laughs) Says I've included a link to it, so Scott will appreciate the old time you feel. On a weird note, the clip is introduced by Kiefer Sutherland. If you say yeah. <laughs> who happens to be his grandson, which is pretty trippy. Uh, so I'm going to play a little bit of this. Okay. And I do appreciate its old-timey nature, I'll be is, honest. Is Mouseland, is that where the, the shirt I'm wearing came from today? Oh, that's a good good question. Uh, oh, I like your shirt. That's a very yeah. cool Disney shirt. Yeah, except Mickey's wearing green pants, and he should be wearing red. I thought they were white, like a little diaper, no? Mm-mm. What am I thinking of? Uh, I might be. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of a Smurf. I think a Smurf. Oh, okay, yeah, Smurfs. Well, I think they they just wear like long white pants, don't they? <laughs> I don't know. I mixed them all up. I'm picturing short little, 
little diapery Smurfs. I don't know why. Except for Smurfette, who's not wearing anything. No. As you know, she yeah. is something else. All right. Here's the... She smurfs um, around. Oh, it didn't... This didn't work. Hold on. Sorry, Chad. I'm trying okay. to put it up for you. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to play it. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for this. Look at that young uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Holy cow. Yeah. Look at him. Here we go. Presents. The New Democrats presents... How do you Mouse like those man. maggots, Michael? <laughs> So he's the grandson? Hi, my name is Kiefer Sutherland. Many of you may know me as an actor, but there's something in my background that you may not know, something which I am very proud of. I am also a grandson of the late Tommy Douglas, a premier who brought enormous change to Saskatchewan and the rest of Canada. He was also the first leader of the New Democratic Party. Wow. Using his voice in a recording that he had made in 1962, yeah. we'd like to share a story with you, a story that he made famous as early as 1940. It's a story of a place called Mouseland, and it's as important today as it was many years ago. It's not just a piece of history. My it's really one of mash. the best explanations you'll ever hear about why Canadians like, Here, you, and me, like you and me... And every time on election day, all the little mice used to go to the ballot box, and they used to elect the government. That must be weird, having a grandpa that was like all... M- major and like the historical yeah. oh for sure yeah thing, right yeah that'd be weird well thank you for that jeff super interesting yeah, i'm setting this up to watch later because it's uh it looks like uh the, it's the political secret of nim basically yeah. is what it looks like yeah, yeah no kidding jack bauer looking young there <laughs> totally back when he was back when he was 24 <laughs> yeah so wait does that make uh donald sutherland this dude's oh maybe it was his mom's side I could know. be. I don't know who's. who's yeah, what. I mean, really, could be Donald Sutherland's dad too. Yeah. How's he? Anyone check on him lately? Is he good? Donald mm. uh, hanging in there. He's all right. Right. I'm sure, he's all right. Yeah. He's, he's, old. he's been Hunger Gaming it up. I wonder if he's going to be in that new Hunger Games thing. Uh, no, I guess it, it, he won't be because uh, it's a sequel, not a prequel. He's eighty-six and oh, uh, all right. Seems to be doing just fine. Still cranking. Got movies in the works. Got a show called Swimming with the Sharks. Got a movie called Mr. Herring, Herringan's, Her- Harrigan's Phone. Sure. Uh, something called Ozzy. He was in Moonfall, this uh, this thing that we just came out. We want to film sack. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to film sack that business. He's Holy mackerel. He's a busy boy. Yeah. Backdraft 2 in 2019. I'm sorry. Hello? What? Is that a thing? Backdraft There's 2? not really a Backdraft 2. Really? That's what this says. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. What's the year? Yeah. Uh, 2019, there was a rated R Backdraft 2 directed by Gonzalo Lopez Galeo, a sequel to the 91 hit. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know. I had no idea. Look at that. William Baldwin. Direct to DVD. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so they got they got uh, Billy Baldwin back. They okay. Billy good. and they uh, got Donald and that's it. And no one else is, no one else is famous yeah. here. Well, all right. I'm sure it's shit. <laughs> oh yeah here we go 4.9 uh, out of 10 40, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, yeah it's not good it's not no. good it seems bad alright well thank you uh, Jeff for your email it's always good to hear from our Canadian Canada! Canadian fans listeners and folks that we've known for so long that's one guy I would yeah. love to see at one of these future Vegas meetups oh, is for sure, yeah. Bronco and Jen bring Jen with you she's awesome all right, uh, we're going to do some news. We didn't do any yesterday, so we really need to catch people up on current events. Uh, so let's do that right now if I can find the damn thing. Hey, it's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Free Comic Book Day! It's coming up this weekend. That means free comic prints from Scott and Carter once again. 
This year's theme is villains playing sports. Watch for these. Uh, watch for when these go live on frogpants.com/store. And a reminder: they're 100% free, no matter where you live. They're just a way that we can thank everyone for all the year-round support. Damn straight. That'll be this Saturday. I wish I had the preview up, but it's not up yet. But Dave will have it up soon. So watch oh, for I can't that. wait to see it. Can't wait. <laughs> ben Jim wants to know: Does Jeff have an Asian restaurant? No, he does not. I realize I just I just slathered Jeff's, and then I read Jeff's email. That's pretty funny. Anyway. <laughs> well, he's not Bulgarian. He's Canadian. <laughs> no, nah, he's fine. Uh, all right. Check it out. Kids and people of a certain age. John Hinckley yeah. Jr., if you don't remember this dude, yeah. he was guy what attempted to assassinate oh, he was, Ronald he Reagan. Was a fan of, I just remember he was a fan of Jodie Foster. Was just there a, anything else about him? Just uh, a simple fandom, Brian. That was it. a simple fan of Jodie Foster. Yeah. It just wanted to meet her, get her, maybe her autograph yeah. if he's lucky, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's all it was. Uh, yeah, so he tried to kill President Ronald Reagan back in the day, 1981. That's right. Uh, he is playing a sold-out New York concert because he's out of the jail now, and he does Ugh. music. And so really? this is what we do in America. We, we, we weirdly fetishize horrible human beings. I don't right. know why we do right. this, but whatever. John Hinckley Jr., uh, who attempted to assassinate the president in 1981 is now playing a sold-out show. WABC reports Hinckley is scheduled to perform July 8th at the Market Hotel in Brooklyn, New York. Tickets are being sold for 20 bucks. The show is now sold out, according to the venue. Hinckley, age 66, is a singer and guitarist who has been posting original songs and covers of his hits or of hits by artists like Elvis Presley, Bob Dylan, and Joni Mitchell on YouTube since 2020, which is when he got out mm-hmm. of. Uh, I remember we played like early uh, in his tenure. We played something from him on uh, like during the news segment. We watched one of his videos. Yeah, it was brief, but yeah, apparently that's all he's focused on now. He says, "Yeah." But uh, anyway, it says here he only has twenty six thousand subscribers on YouTube, and I don't know why this article thinks that's a big deal. (laughs) He has more than twenty six thousand subscribers. Well, you know, it's more than I have. Well, it's more than a lot of people. I don't put out content on a regular basis, so that's fine. <laughs> he was, uh, oh, weird. He was my daughter's age. Kinkley was 25. Kinkley. Hinkley, rather. Hinkley. Not Kinkley. Hmm. Hinkley was 25 when he shot, the, shot and wounded the 40th U.S. president outside the Washington, D.C. hotel in an effort to reportedly impress actress Jodie Foster. The shooting paralyzed Reagan press secretary James Brady, who died in 2014. Also injured Secret Service agent Timothy McCarthy and Washington police officer Thomas Delahanty. That sounds like a stereotype police officer from the old movies. Officer Delahanty, Delahanty, what are we doing downtown today? Claire, what do you think of that? What do you think of all these Irish policemen in our old movies? What do you think of that? Uh, Let's see. He was found not guilty of the assassination attempt by reason of insanity and sentenced to treatment. He was released from the institutional psychiatric care in 2016. Oh, I thought it was later. And freed from oversight that year. So he's just a dude now. Yeah, and he sold out a venue, and people are going to go see this guy play for just no because, other reason because he's John yeah. Hinckley Jr. Because so. he's John Hinckley Jr. How do you think John Hinckley Senior felt about all this? <laughs> he probably you know? said, uh, "You mind? Could you, do you mind using another name? Is yeah. that right? Do you mind using?" Uh... I mean, as somebody with a twenty-five-year-old uh, kid, yeah. I'm trying to think of how I would feel if it suddenly was revealed that Carter went and tried to shoot somebody, you know, shoot a president or something. What would I do? I don't know what I'd do. 
like in today's world, it'd be the worst because you just it's on all the time, all around you. Like there'd be nothing right. but nonstop coverage. Right. This guy probably ducked the limelight a little bit. This this dad, he probably didn't have to deal with it. It feels like you'd still get the the news. The you know the the three big networks at the time. Uh, beating down your door for interviews like how does it feel being the father of somebody who attempted to kill the president oh yeah uh, well true. it feels bad thank you uh <laughs> like i've told all of you <laughs> i don't like it i don't, I don't like approve it. of it and thank you for coming i wish he hadn't have done it and wish you could take it all back thanks for coming over <laughs> what <laughs> else are you gonna right. say like what else is that right. guy gonna say right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think he should do more of this. <laughs> well, he's my son. I stand behind every decision he makes. <laughs> yeah. He's a good boy. All right. Yeah. Uh, Claire, you're 26. Would you do it? Okay, she'll do it. Okay. Someone get her on a list. <laughs> She's yeah, no kid. Um, all right. Neil Parrish. Uh, he, this dude, you may not have heard of this dude. He's a um, he's a ministry dude in the UK. Big, big conservative okay. party guy. Okay. Uh, over there in the UK, he uh, is resigning after what they are calling a porn moment of madness. Oh, that's the new Doctor Strange movie, isn't it? It Doctor is. Doctor Strange and the porn moment of madness. Yep, it is, and it's boy howdy. <laughs> oh, how's that reviewing? Have we have reviews yet? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm worried. Don't I? Uh, I never, never know. tell me the reviews. Never tell me the reviews. Oh, 84. You're I doing just, all right. I just merged my uh, solo and my Indiana Jones. You're not in the 90s, but 84 is not bad. Oh, 84 is good. All right. How many reviewers? 56 reviews so far. Uh, no audience, obviously, because it's not out. Um, sure, that's on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. Tomatoes. I love Chittawelf Evid of Chafor. I love that sure. guy. Sure, sure. What does he play? Mordo? Mordo. He's Baron Mordo, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, this is interesting. Um, okay, here's a review you'd like uh, from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Okay. Did you, right. ever, did you ever go out there? I did. I installed at the Cleveland Plain Dealer. I still, I still have. Oh, do I have it? Your DNA is still on their stuff. Oh, the the uh, thing that I keep my uh, my uh, atomic fireballs in, which you probably can't see because let's put a let's put a business card. I'll take a business card here and I'll put it behind the logo. Okay, right here, baby. The Cleveland Plain Dealer. What? Right there. What? How do we? This is too good. (laughs) It's better than a Tom, right? Yeah. You're like Tom Merritt, except he, yeah. Well, Tom Merritt's weird because he always seems like he has everything, but he says he has yeah, a trick it, to that. But you actually had the thing. I actually have a Cleveland Plain Dealer uh, glass right here that I keep my my atomic fireballs in. Well, the review from Joey Morona in the Cleveland Plain Dealer. He's their film reviewer. Uh, he just one word. Whoa, whoa. He says. <laughs> he starts all his reviews with whoa, and then yeah. He said, the most inventive, chaotic, and scariest film in the 28 movie history of the MCU. Ooh. Oh, wow. All right, Ooh. cool. Scary. Uh, yeah. I like that. I like this one here from the uh, fanboynation.com. Sam Raimi didn't make a Marvel movie. Marvel made a Sam Raimi movie. Wow. Ooh. You're not trapped in here with him. He's <laughs> trapped in here with you. Yeah. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness says... Let's see. I don't know who this is. Uh, Pushes the boundaries in a way that enables its audience to get a taste of the multiverse in action. Okay. Mm. All right. Let's read a negative one. Just be fair here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just uh, for for equal uh, reporting, equal balance. Yeah. Here's one from Associated Press. Uh, Never heard of them. Jocelyn (laughs) Nova. Who the hell are they? 
perhaps the Marvel Universe is finally starting to feel like a long-running comic book series. Or maybe Phase 4 just hasn't kicked into gear yet. Either way, I was bored. Oh. Okay, here's another sad one. A film that constantly pushes back against its own possibilities. Both WandaVision and Loki look more creative, took more creative risks significantly, says Brian Talakerko of RogerEbert.com. Well, anyway, you're in the 84. You're good. You're good. I'll take it. I mean, you know, listen, I, I, I enjoyed uh, Eternals. I enjoyed Black Widow. Uh, loved Shang-Chi and, you know, what did Shang-Chi? Well, I guess Shang-Chi ended up with a high 80s or low 90s or I something. I like Shang-Chi a lot. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of that. I know, you yeah. know, Aquafina notwithstanding, and I like her, but she drove me nuts yeah, in that movie. 91% for Shang-Chi and then Eternals... Not so high. Much lower. 47%. Ooh, much lower. Tomato meter. So there you go. That is a Take, bummer. Do with that what you will. It's a bummer when you go from, you just won um, yeah. an Oscar, uh, Oscar for Best for Picture. Best picture. Yeah. yeah. And then you turn around <laughs> a, a year later and, and, and everyone gives you shit. And I don't think it's as bad as everyone says. I haven't seen I, it yet, I actually, so I can't even say it. I don't even know why I'm saying that. I have no judgment here. Yeah. Well, people, a lot of people in our chat room didn't like uh, Eternals. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was Shang-Chi a beautiful was movie. And See, Matuba, it was a good introduction to some characters that uh, kind of, uh, you know, both literally and figuratively in the Marvel universe uh, operated on the sidelines. Sure. And, uh, Where else are you going to get uh, two of the Stark boys in one movie? right exactly you know that was a big deal it's like a little family reunion but tuba in the chat has actually had the opposite experience with shang chi as me he says i don't care much for aquafina but i loved her in shang chi it's total opposite for me i like her in lots of things i really did dislike that character i I, partly because i just felt like it was so like oh we need a character that's like the audience and they're with him the whole time. <laughs> and then they become a fantastic archer. Look out, Hawkeye. Aquafina's coming for you, buddy. Like, That's right. with, with just a couple hours of practice, she's just as good as you. Boo. Boo. Uh, Michelle Yeoh was in that, right? Was she in uh, Shang-Chi? Toward, toward the end? She was... Uh, yes, yes. She's awesome. Yeah. Freaking love her. She is awesome. She's everything everywhere all at once. All at once. Yeah, she's amazing. All right, here's your story about uh, this porn guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. So I got a little distracted. Yeah. I don't know. How did I even do that? Oh, madness. Porn moment of madness. Oh, right. The Doctor Strange and the porn (laughs) moment of madness. Yeah. (laughs) That was quite a. That was an early uh, rabbit hole, and we it took us a long time to get out of that one. Oh, man. Uh, So here's what happened Mr. Parrish, uh, this uh, dude who is representing the Tilverton and Huntington uh, in Devon since 2010, said he had been, uh, it had been a moment of madness. He said the first time was accidental after looking at a tractor website. Um, (laughs) It was a pop-up, right? I was looking at a Kubota tractor and uh, I clicked the wrong thing. And uh, all of a sudden I'm looking at stepmoms. What's the big one here? Green. What is it? Oh, uh, dear. John Deer, Deere. John Deere. Green. Yeah. Oh, it's because they're always green. Why did I say green? Yeah. That's why. John Green. John Green tractors. Um, it says the but the second time he did it in the house of in the House of Commons, like on the site there, that was deliberate. Yeah. Uh, he was sure. suspended. Well, you by wanted the... to see how the movie ended. <laughs> you can't keep that guy hanging like that. <laughs> exactly. What happens with the stepson? <laughs> <laughs> It's always that. I love that we always go back to that, the Ted Cruz it's, it's one. It's just such a funny little 
a niche of uh, of those things. Does like, it, does anyone in the world think that Ted Cruz was <laughs> was telling the truth when he said a staffer probably clicked on it? I don't oh, believe. No, it. absolutely not. He absolutely is looking. Guaranteed, at that stuff, he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, freaking. You'd have to. Boy, you'd have to prove me wrong. I, but I'd bet money. I'd bet a couple yeah, of yeah. grand on that. Anyway, uh, he was suspended by the conservative party on Friday for the allegations. Two female colleagues claimed they had seen him looking at adult entertainment or content on his phone while sitting near them. Uh, in an excuse, oh, sorry, in an exclusive interview with the BBC Southwest, uh, Mr. Paris said, "Quote: The situation was that funny enough. I was tra- it was tractors I was looking at." <laughs> Then all of a sudden, I'm looking at someone getting plowed. The irony. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Like, I don't know if I can go on. Good night, was, everybody. Yeah, we'll see really you tomorrow. Good. He says, I did get into another uh, website and had a very similar name, and I watched it for a bit, which I shouldn't have done, he says. <laughs> but my crime, my biggest crime, is that on another occasion... I went in a second time. I love how this guy explains it. Yes, right. Uh, He admitted the second time had been deliberate and that it happened in the House of Commons while he was still waiting to vote. Uh, Mr. Parris said when he was, er, uh, what he did was, quote, absolutely, totally wrong, uh, adding, I will have to live with this for the rest of my life. I made a huge, terrible mistake, and I'm here to tell the world. (laughs) No luck on the tractor, I'm guessing. No luck, I guess, uh... Well, maybe maybe he'll still get a tractor, but he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> he won't be a member of the House of Commons. <laughs> they don't give oh. any back, background on this, but do you think he was like a, you know, he owns a farm up up north or something, or you know, something like It'd that? It'd be funny if he didn't, right? Like, uh, <laughs> no, I live in a small flat above uh, Kensington. Yeah, and I need a tractor. I just like tractors, you know. They I just like tractors. Yeah, got a tractor fetish. Uh, so there's that. Uh, moving on to this story. Oh, this is weird. Okay, Texas listeners, there's some in the chat here, so maybe y'all yeah, can uh, yeah. speak to this. Researchers keep finding creepy dolls washed up on Texas beaches. Ooh. And by they creepy always dolls. Follow you. They've got a ruined eye. <laughs> they got a ruined eye. Man, that's a great stereotype. You home. It's, oh, is that a song? I didn't realize it was a song. I just love yeah, that. Yeah, it's a creepy doll by Jonathan Colton. Oh, I didn't know that. Another creepy doll that always follows you. That's great. Uh, okay, so here it is. So chat now you can see it. There's that lady holding one up. Oh, uh, she's got a creepy doll. Let she me got see. a creepy doll. They had uh, okay, the uh, house. Oh, that is a creepy doll. Yeah. God, at least brush the brush the swamp thing off of it. The Jeez, swamp please. thing. <laughs> um, pull the pull the lobster claw out of its mouth. Yeah. Uh, there was an entire like closet that you go in as part of the haunted uh, museum tour, the Zach Bagans haunted museum. The closet you're walking into is lined head to toe with creepy dolls. Did he One that we have to keep behind glass because when we had it on display, it knocked a picture off the wall and ripped the bolts off. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I'm not kidding. Not kidding. Really? This is what they said? Totally true. 100% what they said. Those guys like to milk it don't they little bit yes it was a creepy it was a it was a closet full of creepy dolls and they were all like everyone positioned so that they're just staring at whoever's in the middle of this closet that kind of creeps me out even though i know it's all faked up it's gross yeah um well it says here let's see here uh researchers regularly survey the coast for creatures like sea turtles marine animals this kind of stuff right endangered birds 
but they don't off. Oh, and they sometimes come across debris because, you know, stuff falls off of container ships yeah, or whatever. Sure. Uh, but right now, these creepy dolls are everywhere. Um, they've been mysteriously encountering dolls washed ashore on Texas beaches. They reserve documents or the, the sorry, the reserve documents. Um, what? The reserve documents. Oh, documents. The most interesting ones on their Facebook page. I was reading that as if it was papers and it, no, they meant documenting is what they meant. Mm, okay. And I'm dumb. Uh, the creepy <laughs> castaways are usually in a horrific condition, uh, covered in barnacles, missing their limbs, hairs and uh, hair and eyes and that kind of stuff. So what I'm guessing here, they don't know hundred percent sure, but what I think happened probably because looking at the age of this gross doll she's holding, uh-huh. that's probably like five years, six years ago, whatever a container fell off a ship and it was full of these dolls from China or something. And then those things yeah. are, got washed up everywhere. Ooh, yeah. look at and these. And it wouldn't be as creepy if, if it wasn't covered with sand and barnacles and <laughs> appears to have maybe a third eye in yeah. the middle of its head. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. This one that AB Tech John, is that who did it? Yeah. He just put a picture in there. Look at these things. These are. This is part of the find? Why is the one all markered up? Look at oh, the green wow. one. Wow. Yeah. All right. That's well. Okay. So this is uh, obviously some kid's toy that got. Uh, it's probably more like in, instead of brand new dolls that were being taken uh, somewhere, probably like a goodwill kind of thing that just had a bunch of dolls in it. Because that's that's yeah. what some kid does with it, if they get a hold of a green magic marker and they. Uh, oh yeah, they do makeup. You want to put makeup <laughs> on that doll. <laughs> You can't put makeup. No, what's the phrase? Something about a pig. What's the deal? Like doctor looks like freaking Doctor Zaz or something. Oh, it totally does, dude. These are freaky. Were you do lipstick on a pig? Is yeah, that that's what I was trying about? to do. Yeah. Yeah. If it- you scroll up, by the way, from AV Tech John's link, you'll see uh, Zach Bagan's uh, haunted museum closet full of creepy dolls. Is that Zach Bagan? Yeah, it's Zach Bagan, right in the middle of it. Okay. Yeah. Look at that guy doing his thing. Let me zoom in here. There you go, chat. Oh, yeah, this is a little bit weird. A little bit weird. I don't know what, like, next to the Bobby Brady looking one behind his head, there, to the right of that, there's like what just looks like a severed head. Like, yeah. not even a creepy doll, just just a head. Just a head. A bunch of these are mannequins, aren't, or not mannequins. Uh, what do you call uh, those? Ma- like, uh, yeah. Hand Ventriloquist dummies. Ventriloquist, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, dang, I couldn't yeah. think of that damn word. Ventriloquism. Yeah. Well, look at the one, the, the girl that's in the little, like, nice wooden little frame. Yeah, that's the one that is protected because she knocked a picture off the wall uh, overnight one night. Like, they came back and the picture had been ripped right off the wall. Yeah, and they know that she did it. They know that she, well, she was right next to it. Had to be her. Such bullshit, these things. Yeah. I love them, though. Yeah. As long as we, you know, as long as Tina loves the haunted stuff, so we have had to go see it. Yeah, and if you're, if you treat that stuff as stupid, as stupid as it is, you can have a really great time with it. You can't, exactly. If you believe in it, I don't know what to do for you. You know, yeah, you know. Hey, as long as you like it, if it makes you happy. Well, Brian, how does a way. how does a fresh bag of McDonald's French fries does that make you happy? Oh, sounds delicious! Like fresh, hot, and fresh, right mm-hmm. out of the uh, out of the the grease vat covered with their weird salt. Yep. Perfect. Let's right do out it. of the the McDonald's chute. I've got some. It's not too early. It's not too early for some McDonald's <laughs> fries. No, it's never too early. A uh, couple found 1950s era McDonald's bag with French fries inside uh, of the of a wall. They were doing home renovations, nice. And uh, pulled out this thing, so it was it was French fries and burgers, half eaten stuff. Fries. Yeah, wall fries. Mm. So anyway, you should have gotten that from Wahlburgers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Anyway, this happened, uh, let's see, this is an Illinois couple, stumbled upon it during their renovations. Uh, Rob and Gracie Jones were doing work on their 1959 Crystal Lake home. Well, that's your problem, Crystal oh, Lake. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Jeez. Careful, there's a machete in the other wall. I never do that right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> located 50 miles northwest of Chicago, uh, suddenly they found decades-old McDonald's bag behind one wall. Uh, they had no idea that they were going to find this. Uh, he says, at this point, we were both looking at each other, wondering if we'd be calling the police because we just uncovered evidence from a crime scene. We were very relieved to find out it was just old McDonald's bags. Uh, if I scroll here, chat, you can see the condition. Yeah. Look at those fries, dude. Oof. I know. I mean, you know, they 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 look a little uh, grubby, but the color... There's still the color of McDonald's fries. Yeah, the fact that the from the, see, and I thought the ones in the '50s were less preservedy. I thought they would maybe yeah. be let be more gone, and maybe right, this is, right. but yeah. I don't know, man. And why would you do that? Hurry, put the food in the wall. It must have been while they were drywalling or something. It was easily, yeah, easily like some uh, some worker building the house is like uh, the trash can's way over there. Well, they'll never find this. I'll just put it here. Uh, Neighbors across the street were doing reservations, knocked down a wall. I'm not lying when I said they found a pair of tidy whities back there <laughs> with a poop stain <laughs> down the back. Somebody had an accident and they hid the evidence. Somebody had an accident they just said, I'll just put it behind the wall. Great. And, uh, and there it sat for, uh, in this case, only like 20 years, 25 Still, years. Still, that's a nice long time. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's an amazing Not the crazy story. neighbors, but that would be enough to drive me crazy. Like, oh my God, what else is behind these walls? No kidding. I'd worry about the whole house after that. Yeah, I would too. Well, that completes today's news. Oh, real quick before we go on to the song. If um, yeah. if I had these fries here and I was, let's say we're in Vegas and I said, hey, Brian, yeah. uh, what, would what would it, it take? take? Yeah, what would it take? Would it take? Give me what it would take. I won't even name a price. You I'm going to start the bidding at $10,000. To just eat one fry, right? One fry. Like eat, yeah. One just fry. Just a bite of one of the fries? Yeah, just a bite. I feel like they're so petrified it wouldn't do anything to you. Just be like eating. Yeah, I wood. mean, yeah. Right? I think, I think $10,000. I don't think I'd go much lower than that. <laughs> Miss Maru skid marks the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that'll probably make it in the well lineup. Well done. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, a song selection, please. What do you got today? What are we doing? Yeah, we're going to go to uh, Arizona. A uh, brand new album is going to be coming out on June 3rd from a band called The Venomous Pinks. It is a uh, an all-women uh, punk rock band. These guys are great. Big thanks to Sabam Records, S-B-A-M records uh the new album is called vita moors and uh this is venomous pinks with the single the first single from this album which is called apothecary ailment
message from the Arcturians. Humans are now exiting their matrix programming and waking up to the real world that has always been behind the scenes. There are many other alien species disguised as humans walking around among you, arranging timelines and causing mysterious occurrences to unfold. We will start to realize that we are extraterrestrials. Back to my bunghole. contact great for job interviews creepy while eating a banana this is the morning stream all right we're back everybody hey i could listen to that woman <laughs> speak in this cadence for she, hours she has a whole channel i'm telling you third eagle move over this lady <sighs> Goes on and on and on about this stuff. She's got like all these theories about we're all aliens. It's about to be revealed, and she talks like that the whole time. Oh my god! Oh, we just, are just, just now seeing a new video yeah. today called. Haven't used that one ever to describe that. It's like it's so right from the '60s or '70s, but uh... yeah, she's a nutbag. I follow her on uh, uh, TikTok for just content like this. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, because I got it. You know, I need it for the show. It's yes. content. I figure. Uh, by the way, this also this other clip I played uh, right here. Back in my bunghole. That's uh, President Lyndon B. Johnson. Uh, oh, nice. Recording a conversation with a with a tailor trying to explain how he wants his his pants done. <laughs> really, oh, perfect. Yeah, Excellent. That's really good. Anyway, Brian, who uh, was anyway. that song? By the way. Yeah, that was uh, the Venomous Pinks from their upcoming album Vita More, with uh, their first single Apothecary Ailment. Some uh, Arizona punk. Nice. I like Arizona yeah. and I like punk. So. Well, you might like this. All right. I'm in. Sign me up. Uh, all right. Let's get our uh, our good old pal Bill on the line here. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Bill. Bill's a good guy. We haven't talked to him in a week because we were gone. Uh, right. Missed him in Las Vegas. Well, we did. We, we did. did. But it'll be good to talk to him again after I push this button. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joining us from PunishProps.com somewhere up in the northeastern northwestern part of this country uh bill welcome back Somewhere. to the show how are you oh i'm doing great yeah a yeah. uh, couple couple weeks ago was uh i i quit my job 10 years ago oh, oh that's anniversary. your cool. first yeah. hot second of that you're gonna say i quit punish props a couple of weeks <laughs> no, ago. no no no. i quit the other job to do punish props starting just over 10 years ago that's right and that that reminded me to go check. I've been doing this podcast with you guys for longer than that. Oh my gosh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Hey, did you when you left Microsoft, did they, you know, like somebody from accounting throw like a party and have a little cake and everything? Like what happened there when you left? Uh so I worked at night. I worked I I would go in at 5 p.m. Uh-huh. and leave at 1 in the morning. We did video publishing uh around the clock. And uh, because I was there at night, I only ever saw like five people. Mm. So, uh, and none of them threw a party for me. Oh, so. that's too bad. <laughs> that's a bummer. Fine. I just, I didn't know how that, you know, I was trying to think, well, what would Microsoft do if somebody was leaving like Bill? Like someone is illustrious oh. and, uh, and, and uh, a luminary like Bill Duran. <laughs> and it sounds like they did jack shit. Uh, so that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's. No, uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember when I turned in my t- two weeks notice. I, I walked into my boss's office and I was like, "Hey, boss, I'm go- I'm quitting. I'm going to go make props for a living." And he looked at me and he goes, "Well, that sounds fun." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's probably a good confirmation. You were on the you're on your way. It's good. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm glad you're here uh, talking with us about the cool stuff you're all into these days. And since we didn't have you last week, I can't imagine all the cool cookie jars you have your hands in. So tell us what's going on. So um, our friends over at Film Riot, they Mm -hmm. make movies and they uh, teach people how they make their movies. They just released a, uh, a short film called Sentry. And they had me make all the props for it. Ooh. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I've made several props for them. I love those guys. They're really, really fun. Uh, and they've been doing these, like, they call them micro action shorts just to practice, just to have fun doing shooting little action scenes. Uh, so I made a rifle for them like, a few years ago. Uh, all out of foam. It was really cool. They made an, an action movie around it. And then they reused that rifle to sort of continue the story. They also needed a new rifle for the another character. They needed a little drone and a shield, like a science sci-fi looking shield, just the handle. And they VFX the, uh, the oh, shield wow. part on there. Yeah. That's so a cool. Couple, yeah. A couple of months ago, Ryan pinged me and was like, hey, can you make some props for me? And I said, sure. So uh, I made all these things. We did do a video over on our website at punishprops.com for the rifle, the uh, um, drone and the handle I made uh, separately. It was was a lot of things to make all at once. That's pretty cool. uh, Oh, I see the rifle now. now. Yeah, look at that thing. Potentially now you can have people making prop replicas of the real props you made for this movie. Oh, like, absolutely! Yeah, like the 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 circle, uh, the <laughs> the chain continues. How cool! Yeah, yeah this is yeah. awesome. That that would that's when I know I'll re- I'll have made it. Really, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when, guys, when one of these, oh, go ahead. We, we have the sci-fi museum here in Seattle. So when one of these props ends up in that sci-fi museum, that's what I'll be like. Yeah. Yeah. Made it. Uh, they said it says here, and I think you mentioned it. They only, they made this film in like eight hours. How did that? That's crazy. So they they filmed it in eight hours. Yeah. A lot of work went in ahead of time. But yeah, they uh, they're going for this sort of run and gun short story sort of thing, and they yeah filmed it all in in one day. That's hmm. awesome. I love that kind of stuff. It looks really good. Their stuff always looks like it. You know, why aren't they just making? They should have a series on Netflix by now or something. I guys. know, right? I'm sure they're they're. They're pitching. I'm sure they're working on it. I hope so. Although right now, uh, Netflix is trimming like crazy. So maybe Mm -hmm. not the best time to be pitching to them, but everybody else seems to be doing all right. I don't know what's going on with Netflix. It's weird right now. I know. Anyway, yeah. uh, well, that's cool. So, it is. Uh, did so they, they uh, when, when in this process, do they come to you and go, "All right, Bill, here's exactly what we need," or do you go, "I have some ideas. Are you open to those?" Like, how does that collaboration work? Um, because it's such so sh- uh, short notice and no budget, um, that there's got to be a lot of flexibility, right? Yeah. So Ryan sent me a bunch of images of stuff he found online. He's like, you know, something like this. Uh, and then I did a quick round of designs, sent him a couple of photos, and said, how do you feel about this? And he was like, sure. <laughs> and I went with it. Um, I uh, The drone, I actually did the most, like, um, from scratch fabricating. I 3D printed a vacuform buck, and then I vacuformed some shells to make the, the sort of drone thing. Uh, the gun was most of the work, and that's what we did our video on. And that was a lot of kit bashing of old toys. I have buckets and buckets of old toys. And I went through them. I found a uh, laser tag gun that I bought at Goodwill for like $2. I found uh, a stock from a, uh, a Nerf gun and then a, a barrel, some uh, silencer toy barrel from something. 
and I basically just stuck them all together and painted them. <laughs> That's really, yeah. It wasn't too, too That's high. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty uh, cool. And it was a ton of fun because I got to just sort of play with the my own designs. Uh, one of my favorite things about the gun was I um, kit bashed the whole thing together, basically glued all these bits together. I sprayed it a black primer. But before I painted it, I took a photo and then I photoshopped three different paint jobs. And I sent those to Ryan and said, hey, which paint job do you want? And he was able to just pick the, his favorite. And then I ran with that one, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, getting awesome. to preview the paint job yeah. that way. Do you feel like you, when you have more creative, um, not control, it's not what I mean, just kind of like liberty, just, you know, yeah. given the time frame and, and the budget and everything else, like you mentioned, and they also just sort of trust you inherently to do something cool. Is, is that your preferred creative way to make stuff? Or is there more pressure with that? Cause you're like, Oh man, I, nobody's giving me any rules. So I gotta, right. I asked this for me cause I, I have this same struggle sometimes when it comes to commissions versus mm -hmm. just doing something. Cause someone says, Hey, use what do what you do. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't know if this is better or worse. <laughs> uh, right now I would say I really, that I like that kind of challenge, making something from scratch, designing something, uh, that came out of my own brain. I don't know that that challenge to me right now is really enticing. Yeah. Um, that of course though there are other you know I still want to replicate things. I made something yesterday from scratch that was a total replication and and I loved it. But there's something about when I see that that these props on screen where I'm like I designed that. I I that came out of my brain and that feels really good and it was a fun challenge to try and tackle. Very nice. Yeah. Well, you guys are uh, should be going and checking this video out. It's a it's a long one. This one. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. A little bit long. Oh, it's not on the website, but it is on your uh, it is on the YouTube thing. I can't find it on the website. Weird. All right. Well, if you can't find it on punishprops.com, go to go to the Punish Props YouTube channel and you'll find it there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very very cool. Bill, did you bring any extras for us this week? Yeah, I just have the um, the behind the scenes that Film Riot made for Sentry. Uh, so they filmed this this short film, and it's a, f a couple minutes long. Go watch that, and then immediately go watch the behind the scenes and how they made it, uh, which is really kind of the whole point. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, because they that's what they do, right? Like their mm -hmm. their job isn't so much. We're making a huge feature film, or a or an important short film that's going to win all the awards or whatever. Their job is like we're going to make something badass and then show you how we did it. Exactly right. So you can do it. Uh, and also, their whole thing. also over at their website, um, they sell a lot of assets for helping make videos. Yeah. Like, like um, we've actually used some of their visual effects packs. They have a bunch of beams, just like laser beams and sci-fi beams. But also, they have a Ghostbuster beam. We totally oh. use that in our Ghostbuster video. <laughs> That's cool. So if you're into filmmaking at all and you want to maybe get your hands on like some cool sound effects or um, visual effects type stuff that are really helpful, uh, as well as all the knowledge to use them, then go check out our friends over at Film Riot. They're guys, the coolest. They just seem like they're so into what they're doing. I love it. For sure. Yeah. And they're just really awesome people. I got to hang out with them and do do some a bunch of projects with them, and they're just the best. Well, and they like you, so you must be cool. Uh Hey, everybody. Like <laughs> well, if you want more of Bill's work and uh, just lots of cool ideas to get you inspired to make your own stuff, check out punishprops.com and the YouTube channel by the same name. Bill Duran, good to have you back. We'll see you next time. Toodaloo. Bye now. You, Bill. Whoa, there he goes. Toodles. I see him Toodles. go. I see him go. He leaves.
All right, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby ain't coming. Yeah. You know yeah. what that means? That means uh, our own personal short Southern Jesus coming on the show. <laughs> Disco Ball Jesus. Disco Ball Jesus here to join us. Uh, we got to play his or thing. Disco though. Ball Science Jesus. Yeah, Science Jesus. Science. It's uh, Bill, or Bill, it's Bobby uh, Frankenberger <laughs> who joins us all the way from South Carolina. And for some reason, oh, you didn't cut your hair. It's just pulled back. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Here, sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I, oh, there we go. I had a moment of like, wait a minute, that I know what I saw in Vegas. I know what I saw. I can't change that quick. Uh no, look at you, dude. Uh you're 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 home. How are you feeling? You good? I'm I'm feeling great. Uh it was um it was a fun it was a fun time. I you know, I I was thinking about it. I, I sorry. I just ran to get some coffee. So if I'm out of breath, um, <laughs> um, I've, I uh, I sometimes think, okay, I know all these people on the internet, and I'm really good friends with a lot of people, and I wonder, do we really need like, like, to be physically near each other? Because I have all these great relationships with people online, and then you go to something like this, and you realize, like TMS Vegas, and you realize, it's kind of like putting the the bread dough in the oven you need to apply the heat to like all the ingredients are there but the heat mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. solidifies that matrix mm. and just makes everything it's really a lot better mm. astute way of looking at it yeah exactly like yeah. Uh, you know we can sit here and put dough in front of you guys all day long but without <laughs> without you providing the heat yeah how are we gonna have any bread we'll just have dough yeah, how and can what you have are, any bread if are, you don't make your pudding? That's right. And what are a bunch of podcasters but doughy people? <laughs> yeah, we're just doughy people, with some exceptions. Yes, yeah. There were some very svelte people this uh, last week, and it made That's me wish I was a little skinnier, were. including Bobby here, who's fit as a fiddle, oh. much shorter than I expected. And uh, that's okay. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I'm much taller than people expect, so that's the trade-off, right? I meet yeah. somebody shorter than me, They're just I'm just going to notice it, just how it is. Uh, anyway, I did not get baked Tondragosa. I had one half of an edible. <laughs> There's They're a not going to let that go. You know, it's never going to stop. I know. It should stop, but it won't. Uh, hey, Bobby, so let's get into it. We got some science to cover this week since we're all back yeah. and uh, comfy and ready. What uh, I know this today's a surprise for me. I have no idea what you're bringing, so what do you got? Well, speaking of uh, Vegas, I so, so Brian did this whole thing for the live show where we had to be you know, we had to do something for him. He, he kidnapped us and put us, locked us in a hotel room. Right. <laughs> Pretty um, much, yeah. But, uh, but, but because of that, he did a really good job of keeping it secret. And so I kept asking him, like, do you need, I know I'm going to be on the thing. Do you need me to prepare some sciencey stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. It might be good to have something prepared. And, and I never, <laughs> Did anything no, with we it, didn't. So. Yeah, we, we took a long time to get through that. <laughs> yeah, so I thought I'm not going to waste all that research, and we can. Uh, I, there are some things that I, I. Well, first of all, there's science everywhere, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's my whole thing. Is so I'm constantly looking stuff up anyway. But, um, so I thought, you know, what are some of the? Th- so I'm going to stop rambling my way in through this and just get to it. Um. So one of the nights we were there uh, in in Vegas, Brian took me to the Cosmopolitan. There's a what's that bar there called? Oh the, yes, called the, the Chandelier, Chandelier Bar. bar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, and he said, Bobby, you you've got to come with us to this bar because there's this great drink there 
that I think you would like. It's uh, with your sciencey mind. It's called a what's it called a verbena. Uh, verbena. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh right, and the verbena night where everybody was verbena. like, "We gotta go yes. get the flower thing." Yeah, yes. yeah. So this, this is, is only really available cool. on the one and a half floor. So halfway between the first floor, it's like the Flemmer <laughs> building. The uh, first floor and the second floor, there's the the half one and a half floor. Huh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I did look it up. This is the only bar where where this is this drink is served it oh, was wow. um okay. yeah it was it was created by the lead mixologist there at the cosmopolitan what's her mariana mercer okay um and so so the the deal is so what's this drink about it's basically like a margarita um but uh but it's got this flower inside of it called a szechuan button and what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to eat it and I think you are supposed to swallow it. I was afraid to swallow it, but um, I thought you were just supposed to like nibble the petals. Like you're not supposed to eat the whole. Everything I've read says you just eat it. And really? one of the descriptions, okay. one of the desc- so next time you got to really eat it because yeah, one of the descriptions so. I read was that it actually numbs your throat as well. Mm. Um, okay, which right. which might be a really interesting sensation. But but uh, be prepared for it because what happens is you chew on this or you eat this flower. And it causes your whole mouth to just feel like electrically buzzing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then it goes numb, and then you're supposed to drink the drink, and it's and the it's supposed to give you it co- the description is that it it enhances the flavor, it makes you almost a super taster, but not really because super tasters just have a terrible sensation of bitterness. But that's a different issue. The point is it it's it massively enhances the flavor of this drink. And um and I and I looked into it. And it's because of this uh, this alkaloid that's in the flower called spilenthal or spilenthal. Um, it's really kind of a toxin, um, but uh, <laughs> oh, good. yeah. But uh, what it's doing is it's activating these similar biochemical pathways as capsaicin. Do you know what capsaicin is? Yeah, yeah it's the spice. The spice. peppers spicy. Yeah, right. It's spicy food is spicy because of this capsaicin. Chemical. So this this uh, flower doesn't have the capsaicin in it, but it's it's activating similar pathways which are designed for your body to and your tongue to detect something that shouldn't be there, like a toxin. Now it's obviously not toxic in the way that's gonna hurt you because you eat it, but um and and you do with peppers too. But uh but I thought that was really interesting that it's activating those same sorts of 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 things. And uh, it is, yeah. I wouldn't. Know, I mean, it makes sense, right? That. Uh... Uh, it would operate on that same level, that same frequency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and I that was the night where I almost had a hangover the next day, um, <laughs> but I <laughs> but I didn't quite. But but uh, do you? So that's a, a great opportunity to talk about the science of hangovers. We're just going to do a romp through science here. Ready? Sure. Right. Um, oh, good. I like it. All liquor, uh, liquor, uh, liquor based science. Cocktail. Uh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. There's. It's not all alcohol stuff. I've got if we for whatever time that we have. Um, you just stop me whenever. Because uh, I could go on forever. Well, um, listen, but, real uh, quick before we get any too much further, I I wanted just yeah. full disclosure. I was my wrestling name was Szechuan Button for about three years. <laughs> okay, that's out of the way. We're good. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, they they call them Szechuan buzzing buttons. Buzzing so, uh, buttons. Yeah. Okay. Buzzing buttons. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I want to know more. Um. So a hangover. There's a lot of people that have all these like like home remedies for hangovers, right? Um. Do you, Brian, know any that you use? Do you, are there that any I that use? you use? Uh, there are none that I feel are successful. I mean, I try and I try 
and remember to hydrate like crazy yeah. throughout the night. Have a have a right. have an alcohol drink. Have a water drink. Have an alcohol drink. Sing that, songs that, that was the, of the good yeah, times. I was to say, that was the first draft of that song, and they it was just, exactly it where they changed it. Um, <laughs> however, if I if I don't remember to do that, then usually usually just coffee clears it up for me. Coffee and an aspirin, and I'm and I'm set. Yeah, yeah. So to to know, basically, I'll get to the cut to the chase. There are basically no hangover cures. Like real, okay. true. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing just, you can once so, you have a hangover. Once you have it, you're that's it, right? I mean, I always yeah. hear drink tons of water. Is that anything to that, or is that just an eventual? Well, well once cure? you have the hangover, that's it. Okay. You've got a hangover. The only thing that's going to cure it is time. Okay. There are but things you that you might be able to do that yeah. that make you feel a little bit better until it goes away, but but really not much of anything. Um, but yeah, as you were just about to say, Brian, the real thing with a hangover is all about prevention, right? right. Um, and and really the the biggest thing you should do is hydration. But why? Why is that? Hmm. Right? Um, and it's, not, are, it's more than just watering down <laughs> your drinks in your body, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, it's uh, there are three main reasons that a hangover happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is dehydration. That's one of the biggest things that's happening, and that's why water helps a lot because alcohol is a, a diuretic. Which, despite the name, it's a diuretic is not something that makes you poop. Um, <laughs> a diuretic <laughs> actually does makes you pee. Makes you pee. Um, yeah. Isn't that weird? It's yeah. a weird uh, d- it phraseology. Weird. Yeah, I don't like it's it. It's spelt differently, but it sounds like the other problem. Maybe that's what this guy uh, meant when he said diarrhea. Maybe he meant he had the peeps. He had the peeps. May- he had the peeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, for lack uh, of a better way of saying it. So. So the so yeah, diuretic makes you pee, but the way that it makes you pee is by suppressing the hormone in your body that that draws fluid into your bloodstream, right? Because your body has this natural way of saying, "Oh, we need more fluid in the bloodstream, so we'll release this hormone that draws will cause fluid to be drawn drawn into your bloodstream to maintain that balance." You're supposed to have a certain amount of fluid for blood pressure reasons and just for sustaining life reasons. Um, <laughs> But uh, but whenever you drink alcohol, it suppresses that. So, so whenever it's not in the bloodstream and it's just floating around outside, your kidneys take it up and then, and then it goes to your bladder and you pee it out. Uh, so that happens more when you have alcohol. But because it's you're peeing it out, you're you are it's harder to stay hydrated. Um, and so dehydration can cause headaches, can cause you because it sh- actually shrinks the volume of your brain. Oh really? Uh, oh god! Yeah. Ugh. Now I, so, I know that sounds bad, and I said it. I almost kid. don't want to drink anymore because of that. <laughs> almost. I almost <laughs> don't want to start drinking, man. <laughs> um, it's not what. So when it when it shrinks the volume of your brain, it's not permanent. It's just because your brain has so much water in it, and if you are dehydrating yourself, your your body's not just going to be like, well, I guess we'll just leave. The, it's going to suck the water from your brain to get some of it. Um, and so when that happens, it pulls on the inside of your skull, uh, and, uh, it just causes your head to hurt. Um, also you, it depletes things like other important, uh, elements in your body, like sodium and potassium and magnesium that, that you need for, uh, cell function and everything. And that, that's why all that happens. So water, and I do the same thing, Brian, I try to do, um, 
a, a glass of water between every drink. Mm-hmm. Um, because that does two things. First of all, it keeps you hydrated. But second, it helps with the other thing, which is it spaces out your drinks. Mm-hmm. Because the other reason that a hangover happens is because of toxin buildup. Because in the process of breaking down alcohol, it produces a toxin in your body called acetaldehyde. And uh, this is just normal. It's it's not cr- your body can handle it. Like your body yeah. clears this toxin easily. Told me a lot of toxins uh, <laughs> that I might have. <laughs> it yeah. turns out that uh, alcohol is a is a uh, is a poison. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it depends um, on quantity, right? Like you gotta yes, right. right. Yeah. There's a dose response curve that we, is what people like to say. Um, <laughs> now, now when you're on the uh, the high roller and you've only got thirty minutes. Uh, personally, I wasn't saying, by the way, uh, next round, I just want water. Like we had yeah. a limited time. It was like, no, no, no. Keep those coming. And that, that, uh, we had a great And I did the there. same Holy thing. God. We all yeah. did that. We it's all did. Okay. Yes. It's yes. okay. We had ice, ice cubes. That was water. Sure. We had ice cubes. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, so your body is able to clear this toxin at a rate of about one drink per hour. Um, now, Um, smaller that's an average so smaller people it would be a little bit um it would take a little bit longer to clear and and larger people would take you'd be able to have do more than a drink an hour maybe um but uh but that's the rate at which you're clearing it so by spacing your drinks out with water it it also gives your body more time to clear it before Hmm. before you have the next drink you know Mm. so that's well having never experienced this uh, Help me understand the feeling. Is it like, uh, I don't oh, know, just very, massive very much headache? depends on how much you drink and how bad your hangover is, right? Okay, so, it's, uh, so it sounds like it's a scale, but like like if you've got like a bad headache, fluey kind of feeling, is that kind of what it is? Or? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with like a mild hangover would just be a headache, but uh, but if if it's, as it gets worse, I like get... Like compression, like feels like your head is being compressed. Yeah, and then it proceeds to what I call stomach rot for the next day, mm. um, which it just you can't eat anything and and you just feel disgusting. The thought of right, the thought of any more alcohol is uh, <laughs> yeah, that is induces nausea. Yeah, mm. that's a really that that's a really not fun place to get. So I try not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's the goal. Um, but yeah, there's so much science. All, all, all over, you know. I, I, I annoyed our Lyft drivers all the time when we were driving around because there were all the mountains that were around there are just. You guys are used to mountains, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, it it wasn't oh, mountains, that, mountains. Yeah. tiny hills way out in the distance. <laughs> I know. How 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 quaint am I? How quaint? Um, oh, we got to get you. We get you out to Salt Lake City or Denver, and you'll be like, oh, yeah. this okay. These this are is mountains. mountains. Wow. Yeah, maybe. And really, it probably would be that way for me because I saw the mountains that were all around there, and it was just fascinating. And I read about yeah. them, and and the geology of the area is so <laughs> cool. There was like a meteor that destroyed the area. Millions of years ago, and and then carved yeah. things up and subduction plates and all this kind of stuff. But uh, yeah. so I bored all of our Lyft drivers with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the guy that went straight to the math uh, on the thing nobody's seen yet, so we That's won't spoil right. what. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. That sounds like yeah. Bobby to me. Uh, well, all right then. This is uh, fascinating stuff. Obviously, there's lots more to it, but um, 
I'd love learning about this stuff, even though I've never been subjected to a uh, to a hangover of sorts. And Brian, you're pretty good at you're a you're a hold your yeah, alcohol I bounce, well guy. I bounce back. I I don't know. I mean, the last time I had hangover was probably the morning after that Periscope that got deleted. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> never forget. I don't think I've I don't think I've had one in a long time. It's yeah. been a while. Hold over at Weird Neighbor Dave's. Uh, over at Weird Neighbor Dave's. That was yeah. a good time. Uh, well, all right. Hey, Bobby, why don't we tell people at home where more of Bobby's insights can come from when it comes to science? And uh, what the name of that podcast is? Yeah, insides. Where your insides are. Mm. Um, you can you can get my insides and my insights on the podcast that I do with my fabulous co-host Mora. It's uh, called All Around Science, and it's it's a fun podcast where we talk about science news from a from a sort of enthusiast perspective. We're not scientists, but we love science. But you play and, one on uh, TV, basically, is how it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I play sure. one on the airwaves. <laughs> on the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the last one we did that just came out, I guess, yesterday was... Actually, we replayed an episode of... We were we were guests on Rishi B's podcast. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Is there a term for that where you, like... You play another person's podcast on your feed. I, I feel anyway. That's what we did. Uh, feed jacking, cross or something like that. Feed jacking. <laughs> yeah, just say yeah. jacking. That'll be fine. No one will think that's weird. So, yeah. So we uh, we did Detractor, some jacking uh, with websites. Rishi, and um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it was about conspiracy thinking and what's the science of of why people. Hmm. What what causes conspiracy thinking and, and people to be conspiracy minded and everything? Yeah, and they should stop doing it's that. Fun. Yeah, uh, well, that's awesome. Go check it out all around science. Of course, everywhere podcasts can be found. Bobby Frankenberger, have a fantastic week, and I'm glad you're home and well, and your hair remains long. We'll see you later. Thank you, thanks, Bobby. All right, well done. Cool. Bobby. Brings us to the end of today's show. Now, a reminder, not a reminder, a little bit of news here at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock our time. Myself and John Jagger will be doing a live watch of what this mobile yeah. Warcraft thing is. Nobody knows what it is, but they're doing an announcement video in a half an hour. So we're going to co-stream that and try to get our heads around what's going on there. John hates mobile gaming with a passion. Really? It, just any of it? Oh, all of it. But You should hear him go off, dude. He hates mobile gaming. So he'll like, be perfect How for can this. you hate all mobile gaming? It's like... <laughs> he hates it all, truly. Truly hates wow. it. Wow. Yeah, he played Pokemon Go for a while, but... Like, basically, it's like, no, my phone is just for calling. Man. You, you basically just quoted him. He has said really? those words before. Yeah, he's a huge curmudgeon. Oh, hold on. I'm unfriending him right now. <laughs> so Except we're going to... maybe his kid pictures are I so know. darn cute. His kid is... His boy is so cute. Alexander's adorable. adorable. Anyway, uh, so that'll be in about a half an hour. So watch for that. Uh, coming up soon. In the meantime, hey, if you're not a patron yet, perfect month to jump in. May's here, and it's time. Patreon.com slash TMS. I want to give a huge thanks to everybody who uh, is already there. You guys are amazing, and you make it possible for to, for us to do anything. So uh, it means a lot. Please have your friends come and uh, join the fun at Patreon.com slash TMS. If you're trying to track us down, submit song requests, a million other things. They're all over at FrogPants.com slash TMS. I think that's going to do it. Hey, Brian, why don't you... One quick thing before uh, before you get to the request. Uh, uh, ANTP, we just posted a new set of uh, uh, contestant customer, contestant submissions. This is for the uh, tight format news 
podcast and uh, the three teams have uh, have uploaded those to America's next top podcaster.com. So you can check those out. There you have it. Um, All right, let's do a song. What do you got for me? I've got something from Don Quan. We love Don Quan. She uh, moved, moved away back to Texas for a little bit, then came back to Denver uh, uh <laughs> too many weird dolls showing up on the on the shore and she was like too i don't creepy want dolls yeah, showing up on I'm the coast back. exactly <laughs> uh don says good morning boys we are flying from denver to london england tonight for our first real travel since the pandemic wow. this trip is built around two brian adams concerts at the royal albert hall in celebration of travel and live music will you please play brian's new song so happy it hurts from his latest album of the same name it's an upbeat feel-good song perfect to send us off to jolly old england thanks and cheerio lads don and tyler kwan well i can't do that i can't play a brand new song from brian adams number one it's a it's a uh it's not a cover plus it's uh probably there's gonna be way more licensing hoops to deal with with that but she did offer a ps if you can't play a new song any brian adams cover will do well there we go that will do so uh this is great this came out on uh, his 2014 all cover album called Tracks of My Years, where he played songs that influenced him as a kid growing up in 69 when he got his first real six-string. This is uh, a Beatles cover. It's any time at all. Here's Brian Adams. All right. We're going to play that now. We're going to be back tomorrow, and we got all kinds of content this week. So strap in. It's only Tuesday, everybody. Enjoy this song. Any time at all. Any time at all. Time at all, all you got to do is call and I'll be there. If you need somebody to love, just look into my eyes. I'll be there to make you feel right. If you're feeling sorry inside, I'd really sympathize. Don't you be sad, just call me tonight. Anytime at all 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It can come back on me, baby. Yeah, baby.